0: Good on guys and welcome to today's podcast. This is the 15th million time I've been recording this intro so I'm going to try and make it short and sweet because the podcast is lengthy but it's well in depth and it's a very very good podcast. It's with Wallace Wilson and he is the owner of Dynamorph and a lot of you may know him from Love Island. We dive into some of that stuff but also a lot of coaching stuff, how it's affected his business and yeah there's a few golden nuggets in here. So Hope you enjoy, guys. As always, please be sure to subscribe to the Apple Podcast and share this on your social media to help us grow. Let's cut. Oh, my God. I'm just going to leave this in. I'm just going to leave this in. Cut to the intro. no no the intro. okay what's going on guys and welcome to today's podcast this is the get a grip show and i am here with the guest wallace wilson nice to have you on mate
1: Uh oh, thank you very much i'm glad to be here i've listened to a few of your podcasts and i'm buzzing that you gave me the call up so
0: yeah thanks thanks for coming on so i usually just start with a quick um introduction a lot of people probably know already who you are um, just because a very famous reality TV show, um, but if you want to just give a quick run through who you are, potentially why I'm speaking to you about fitness and not just the show, um, and yeah, just a kind of medium to short length, uh, length version of your background. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So as you say, my name's Wallace, 24 years old, and uh, I I, at the moment, currently I'm just full-time PT and online coaching. Obviously just came off the back of Love Island. So not everyone watching it though. So um I guess a lot of people may know me more from my fitness side of things. So obviously got my business dynamo fitness, which I've had for about five years now. So really enjoying that at the moment. Obviously with Love Island it was a massive change for me. So I'm sure we're gonna go into depth on that. But before I got into the kind of fitness industry, the dream was to become a footballer. So a massive footballing background, done a little bit of football coaching as well. And then obviously discover my passion was fitness and then that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm sure we'll kinda of dissect it a little bit more. But as I say, I'm happy to be here and, and it's nice to just go on a fitness podcast and, and just get back to the roots, you know. So that's yeah. that's
0: it. Yeah, I think yeah, that was also one of the reasons why I got you on, mate, is that like you can tell you that you're passionate about this. It's not just that you've um got shredded for Ibiza and cut carbs and <laughs> went on whatever yeah. and uh and went and thought that you know everything you can tell by your content that you're very passionate about it you're very evidence-based and the stuff that you put out is um is going to actually help people when it's not just there for kind of selling selling stuff for a quick buck so um yeah so talk us through first of all uh before we go in we've got loads of stuff obviously to cover but talk us through first of all what dynamorph is i know you're obviously working with a, another coach now how does that start how long ago did it start and, and where is it now
1: yeah, so all kind of started with, I was obviously doing football coaching and I thought football was my passion, but I still do like football, don't get me wrong, still like watching things like that, but kind of got to a point like, because it's just one sport, I wanted to be in a position where I really wanted to make more of an impact, because football is just a hobby at the end of the day, I wanted to be in a position where I could transform people's lives, you know what I mean, in terms of lifestyle, the way they move, the way they feel, and that's where we get into... We always put look, move, fuel. That's always been our kind of niche, if you like. So it's not just about the transformation physically; it's about mentally, and also as well the way you move, as I say. So dynamo started. I started about five years ago. So and now it's at a point where, as I say, I'm doing it with Connor as well. So it just brought Connor on it was around about this time last year, actually, because it got to a point where I wanted to bring a little bit more of a dynamic. I'm not the strongest in terms of like the, the kind of quote unquote kind of functional training, more kind of kind of crossfit style. So I wanted to bring someone on board who brought a little bit different niche. I came from, as I say, a football background and obviously competing. So very aesthetic space. So basically just teaching people how to look better um, and obviously feel better as well. But we want to be in a position where everything was covered. So and some people may say that's going to spin in too many plates, things like that. But I think we all complement each other and all kind of byproduct of each other as well. Because if you go from a solid heavier body fat down to a lower one, you're going to be lighter in your feet. You're going to be better at body weight exercise. You're going to be a little bit more agile. But then that only works if you're doing the right movements to get you faster and stronger and be able to move a little bit better. And obviously, when you combine those two together, you you are ultimately going to be going to feel better in yourself. But that doesn't just come overnight. You also have to do the right things in terms of your lifestyle to feel better. So that's where it started from. I mean, it's taking time. There's been highs and lows with business, as everyone knows. You you go through a lot of mm-hmm. stages. I mean, there's sometimes when it's been really really low. Um, and then you just work back up. And now it's this where it's just constantly consistent. I think the first three or four years, it was just up, down, up, down. And now it's just going up and up and up. And obviously, Corona's came, especially just off the back of, obviously, a lot of exposure with Love Island. But I'm yeah. sure we're going to go into that and what that actually, I mean, is that real exposure for what I wanted? And um, I'm sure we'll we'll kind of cover that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's the kind of classic thing. And, and I had a few people message me. I won't say who, but a few people message me about like, like, oh, you've got you've got someone on from Love Island. I think that there's a massive stigma there with yeah. you coming from Love Island. Like, they don't know you. They don't know really much about you. Probably not even checked out the Dynamorph page. They've looked at the, the, the clips, the five-second clips from Love Island and the 20-second clips, and them all amalgamate together and then try to figure out your personality. And I think that's really difficult um, to do. And initially... That's kind of what you have to do, and you can't really blame them for it because it's what they're putting in front of their eyes. But when you kind of break it down a wee bit, and because I've consumed a wee bit more of your content, whether it's your YouTube or your podcast, or whatever, I can tell that you're very similar to me in the way that you, the way that you think. You that you're actually genuinely wanting to kind of help people. You care about your clients, and there's a there's a real need to to try and um, adapt that and p- progress that. Whereas. A lot of the time when you when you look at the people that come out of Love Island, the impression that I get is a quick buck, quick bit of fame, and, and then sell some clothes or do whatever. And I think um that's the that is the stigma that we I guess you're trying to um push away. Like even like your post yesterday was quite funny. It was about the, the post-it notes and about sticking them to you and you'll be ripped for Ibiza. And I think that, yeah. that that's the stuff that kind of puts a wee bit more of a human element into it and you realize that like there is no quick fix like at the end of the day people need coaching and things and uh what I thought we would go into next is about your kind of coaching how's it how's it changed first of all from um being before you started Love Island to just before lockdown and then also how's it changed uh from like now to before lockdown as well so like how's it how's it how's it developed and how have you tried to develop it like to push it more online did you already have a lot of systems in place and that sort of stuff
1: yeah of course if we kind of go back to the the love island thing just there for a second because it's interesting what you're saying right so people see oh love island you know what i mean and obviously all my mates and stuff like a lot of my mates obviously have groups of mates who maybe i don't really know and then they'll probably see me in love island and be like oh he's this way or this way and i think i almost did it in reverse you know a lot of people go into love island and then have a decent regular such or a decent physique and then they bring out all these fitness plans there's never really been someone i'm not saying i'm super unique or anything but i've never seen someone put out loads of content and in some ways i was almost in a position where everything was going really well and it's like it didn't even make much sense to do it but i kind of thought well i probably regret it if i don't do it as i say not this sounds really harsh calling people out but i've never really seen someone going to Love Island, except from like maybe Adam Collard or something like that. But far mm-hmm. from that, you've not really seen anyone who's got a really good fundamental base and actually kind of know what they're talking about. It's not just a classic. And this is where the bad stigma from PT comes from. They basically yeah. PT who doesn't even do check-ins with clients. So They'll actually just give them a daft program and they do not ever speak to them again. I don't really think there's been that before. And I think that's why people just automatically blanket me with, oh, it's just one of them again. You know what I mean? And soon you'll bring out his his workout plans and all this kind of shit. So, yeah. yeah, I think to bring it back to that, that was one of the main points, yeah, for sure. And, and everyone does it, you know, I mean people speak to me now, like, like for example, that post yesterday when I was putting the thing up of basically ripping into all these kind of like fad diets and all this kind of stuff, and people don't expect, like, oh my God, I can't believe you're saying that. It's like, well, if you check my business, you'll see that just it's consistent all the time. But yeah. yeah, just to kind of wanted to cover that there, because it is an important point, and sometimes it is harsh. I, I hear, like, podcasts, and people, like, I heard one yesterday and someone was just talking about all oh, the difference between a good influencer and a love island influencer and i was like well, that's a bit unfair because you don't know someone's background you don't know this is the problem people are very quick to judge and they don't look into someone's history and things like that and what they're actually doing but again yeah. it's just the nature of the beast does not it but then with regards to online coaching and just my coaching in general so at first it wasn't the best it wasn't the best uh, coaching systems i guess it was very basic um, just like a case of it go back and forth from what so i've obviously had the training program set up and and now it's completely transformed like the system we have got in place it's basically been a position where there's no stone that hasn't been unturned so you're in a position where everything's covered for you and we try and basically make it as as one-to-one as possible in the sense of everything's so very very personal so again like we're doing here it's it's as it's close to as our one-to-one experiences can get and then all the systems are in place that are really easily use, and, and I quite like the, the kind of spreadsheet approach and having things formulated for you obviously it doesn't work for everyone but I kind of like that format um, and again it kind of gets people into the decision where there is just a calculation and, and when the, uh, not that you have to be robotic with it of course you, you're a human being at the end of the day but you need to understand yeah. that the values of energy so I, I think that's yeah. quite a good way of formatting it um, and obviously we we bring obviously the the ebook out and things like that so We've got little things like welcome packs and stuff like that. Take everything through with you. So, like, obviously, how to use my fitness pal, how to use all the different apps and things, how to improve your lifestyle. But obviously, at first, that ends up kind of a blanket, if you like. So, it's a blank canvas. So, obviously, as you go along, the time online coaching, you learn more and more about the person. So, those things are great. But then again, you don't really know that person very well. It's even like the way you set up a for people. You could have the ideal macronutrient setup, but someone might be much prefer a, like a higher fat intake, or some people may prefer a, a lower fat intake. And again, you kind of get these kind of baselines, but it does change. Yeah. With regards to obviously it changing after Love Island, I mean, I'm sure we're going to more depth, but nothing really changed too much. I mean, it was a, such a weird experience for me, really, and it's not really something I've spoke about in other podcasts. And obviously, I've been on a fair few now, and I always like to make it a little bit different. But it was strange, man, because I don't know what would have happened if. I was in there for longer because obviously when I went in there, I couldn't even tell clients I was doing it. So I couldn't really set them up with a position. I could tell my business partner, Connor, how I wanted to set it up, but he's got his own online client place. He's got a full-time job. So it was very, very tough for me and trying to get the system in place that would give them the longevity if I was away for a long period of time. And then also with that, if it was a long period of time, plus if coronavirus didn't happen, I don't know what would have happened. And That's where I mean by it was kind of risky and I had actually did go back and forth whether to go or not. Um but luckily yeah. in some ways that it could take a positive a uh, quote unquote negative situation. Um but yeah system didn't really change as such it was just what happened was I had a little bit of time away and I guess what I realized is clients were maybe too invested in me as an individual. Um obviously you want to have a good relationship with clients but they're almost like too dependent on when I when I went, which is again in a way is good because you want to have governance of people's lifestyle but you don't want them to feel like they, they we have to be mothered all the time and we yeah. have to have like these stabilizers on so I guess I left yeah. and and I kind of got that's the response I got obviously I spoke to a business partner Connor when I came off the plane and he was like yeah it was okay but obviously there's a couple of wobbles here and there I mean people come really attached to you um but then again I had that conversation we worked around that and again that's a lesson to be learned you know because uh, people have to eventually with coaching get to a point where maybe they don't um don't stop coaching but maybe things are laid off a little bit because their goals maybe change things like that and um, that is the whole point of coaching you're, you're supposed to basically get to the point where you take the stabilizers off and they kind of go free reign but yeah. Obviously, you want to you're going to get better results if you have a coach right that's just the the treatment but some people maybe don't have the expenses or they can only do it for a period of time so that's the one thing i learned in terms of my coaching experience being at a point where i kind of let people stand on their own two feet a little bit more um and maybe put a little bit more pressure on them to deal with certain situations on their own, um, and then again, we learn from it. So yeah, that's how the coach kind of changed. I'm sure you'll kind of dissect a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that, and I think I think it's quite um, there's there's especially when you when you first start is that you're because you are coming from a place where you you really want to help people. Um, you think I'll take I'll take all your work and I'll I'll do everything for you. But then is that the right approach? Although people are paying you for a service, the service isn't necessarily taking loads of work and you feel overwhelmed and they're getting stuff done for them. The service is the fact that they you want they want to get from A to B and feel good and, and all that sort of stuff. But you're also trying your best to educate them so that they do become self-sufficient and they're able to do it. And I think by taking, as you, as you put, taking the stabilizers off, it might be a bit scary to begin with, but a, a good quote, um, actually, from Phil Graham, is the, uh, the first time I signed up with him, was that uh, the best things happen between fear and excitement, and it's true, because when you do kind of break it down like that, you realise that the 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 whole the whole thing is is pretty it's not that it's not that difficult to grasp. A calorie deficit and energy expenditure lifting more weight than a week before, like the actual idea of it is is dead easy but when you start to like look into different aspects of people's lives and you start to break that down and they also start to break that down in their head and aren't just reliant on you and they're doing their check-ins and have the the, kind of their self-assessment each week almost to where they go how did this week go what could I change rather than be like oh I screwed up my diet this week I'll start again next week like there's there's a lot to it and um I don't think it's until you actually have an an actual coach and not just someone who gives you a plan, which is, I think, potentially going back to the Love Island thing, what potentially people come out with. Um, and yep. I remember it was, this isn't about Love Island, you know how Kai Green uh-huh. he came out with like a, so obviously, what was that Game Changers documentary? Oh shit, yeah.
1: yeah and then uh-huh. he,
0: he came out with like a vegan thing. I was like, mate, you did not get that size from being vegan. Like, so stop fucking filling <laughs> the roll over people's eyes. So like that's the sort of stuff that you're dealing with people see like shiny lights and they see kind of things that are gonna be a money maker for them, and they just they just go for it right and fair enough, right people need to make a living but then, as soon as you lose your reputation when it comes to that, people don't have that trust in you because like there's there's no there's no um longevity and that sort of stuff um whereas like I know ebooks and all that sort of stuff have their place but the coaching side of things is always going to be there i feel i feel as if people are always going to need coaching and um 100%. they need that level of accountability so like see when you came out of love island my next question was like how did you stay obviously you you enjoy what you do so how did you like what was the was the big party scene afterwards like how did you stay aligned to what your goal was what your business was what your clients were wanting like Is that something you struggled with initially, or is like how did how did you deal with that? That's a good question, man. I think
1: when you're in position, obviously being a little island and things like that, you get your phone taken away from you and you kinda figure yourself out. I mean, I was pretty bored in there to be honest with you, man. Like it was pretty (laughs) boring, like um, say the least. uh, especially if you're not like cracking on with someone as such, um, is pretty boring. Like, obviously, I got along well with the lads, but so restricted in what you could do. I, I don't want to make this podcast about, like, Love Island in, in terms of what, the way they negotiate things and, and the way they go with it. But, yeah, it was a lot of time just sitting about, you know what I mean, enforcing conversation. So, I guess for me, I, I'm someone who's just working, like yourself, just constantly working, you know what I mean, like, in a good way, you know, like, a health relationship with work. But probably before it, then I have a good work-life balance. But that's a story in time. But, yeah, I guess I had that time, and I was like, I actually kind of miss, like, I knew I'd miss it anyway, but I was like, I miss, like, coaching people and... and being in a position where people almost not that you want to be dependent, but people come to you and you know you're making an impact, and I kind of lost that. So the reason why I kind of got straight back into it is because I wanted to get that feeling again, and I wanted to get that sense of fulfillment. I'm a big believer in you should be doing things not just for yourself, but other people as well. I think when yeah you end your days, you you don't want to look back and be like, well, it was great that time. I just invested all all my time into myself of course there's a time and a place for that you need to be happy in yourself before you can help other people right but I also want to be in a position where if I look back and, and people are gonna remember me as such they would remember me for helping them and, and put them put them in a better place you know so I want to get back to that and that's what made me realize of course it's tempting like going on nights out and and getting like all this attention and stuff and you do have to enjoy that to, to a certain degree but what you notice is people come up to you for pictures and that they don't actually speak to you like they'll just get a picture just so they can be part of it, it's that social proof thing. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'll get a picture with so and so. It's like, you don't even know anything about me. Like, you, you don't even want to know anything. Obviously, sometimes, to be fair, people come up to speak to you, and I, I really did appreciate when young, young lads came up to me and that. I think they could, they could maybe sense that I was a bit different, you know? Um, yeah. But it was a bit of a party scene, but I wasn't majorly involved in it. I guess that's, I maybe did think there was going to be more and more of a scene, but then again, you also have to think about what you're preaching. If you're working with clients and stuff, but then you're out all the time, it's like, well, you can't really help them in that position, and you know what it's like you, you can say yeah. whatever you think, but if you're if you're going to that level in terms of like PA's and stuff and drinking a lot, it does affect you massively. I, I drink now and again, it's fine, but when you're going that heavy at it, um, you, you do definitely cross over and it impacts obviously your sessions and then your service. And then obviously at that time, I was kind of vulnerable as well. I kind of thought, right, I need to make sure that I could kind of come back, all guns blazing, to show that I'm not going to change in terms of my service. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was a it was a tough one because you do you get this. Obviously you get the dopamine hit of like everyone engaging your Instagram. You have seen numbers you've never seen before, people complimenting all your time and you go at night, Go nights out, you even go down the street and stuff, and people come up to you and want a photo and it does feel nice, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. then again, there's no better feeling than helping someone, you know. So but you don't really get that. It's very it's very short term with the, the love balance thing. Um but yeah, I just kinda wanna get back to to working and, and I, to be honest, I thought there would be more opportunities in terms of like nightlife and stuff like that. Um but then I was also kind of humming and because when you go in a position like that and all eyes on, you have to be very careful when you're a nights out and things like that. Um, you don't know what's going to be on around you. We've got obviously taught a lot of this. As soon as we come out of the there's like, a lot of people have been done with like stories and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm not going to obviously name what they were doing, but like things yeah. that go on in the background then you can control what other people are doing. And for example, a PT like me, mm-hmm. let's just kind of get into it. But if someone's doing drugs in the background and you're involved in that video, your business is fucked. So yeah. Yeah. I, for me, I was kind of like... Do I really want to surround myself with this kind of site, this, this circle of people? Is it really going to benefit me long-term, 10 years' time? What would my what would my future self say to myself, you know what I mean? Because Love Island is naturally the big peak and it's going to drop off. And one little incident like that could mess you up for life. So I was yeah. very selective of what I was surrounding myself with. Um, I always made sure my mates were there as well. So I always said to my mates, oh, do you want to come along just to kind of." make sure I was in a good headspace, space and they could also see two eyes are better than one so always being quite smart in that situation I don't associate with anything like that so I wanted to make sure that because the they got to be transparent if I did I would be honest with it and I'd be like well that's just what I do so if you don't like that but I don't associate with that kind of scene so I never wanted to get in that situation because obviously if you're surrounded with people in that industry you just don't know what they're going to be up to so I, yeah I was a bit cautious about that so I didn't want to go in too many nights. I was very selective um, yeah. and I want to get back into business. You know, I kind of thought, right, get my business back in order first and then maybe uh, go and enjoy myself a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's a constant back and forth with it, isn't it? Like uh, you, when you're too into your business, all you want is like a, not even a night out, but like a release of some sort, whether it's a drink or just some time with friends, family, whatever. And like, how, how, how do you try and balance that? And I think I, I struggle with that myself sometimes is that I'm just, because I love my work, I'm just so into it. Like even just, for instance, this, I don't really get anything from this, right? A podcast, yeah. you don't make any money from it. There's not, this is, oh, not, not yet anyway, but the right, right right now all it is is that I enjoy doing this. It makes me feel productive. I can speak to people. I can network with people that I think that I'll get on with, like yourself. And I can start to kind of turn the cogs in my own head to be productive, learn some stuff off of people, and then I also have an influence in my marketplace. So, like, sort of, um, it's trying to like I put out a, a video, a few videos the other day, and I've started to do more food videos. And you, I think you you'd said like in, a, in another podcast I'd listened to that you were on, and if you put out a certain bit of content, it will go, it will go mad. But what yeah. what's what's it really what's it really doing What's it doing for your business What's it doing for you Like, I love doing the food videos, but then I don't want to be known as like a Joe Wicks or a chef or or someone like that. Like, I I do want to be known for someone that actually knows what they're talking about, not just someone that doesn't burn a slice of toast. Like, it's a it's a it's a difficult kind of balance. Like, it's trying to balance between having content that builds your social media, but then also having content that people actually you're like the go-to person for for fat loss for like your mindset or wh- whatever it is that your niche is like it's it's definitely a a, a difficult thing and i'm sure you'll probably find the same like you, i'm assuming you like for your dynamorph page versus you just try and keep it separate
1: yeah for sure like, completely. it was it was always a, a a hard situation to be in because you would see certain things and you'd be like people don't know, like, I've got this much knowledge or, and people don't know the way I train, stuff like that. Then again, it's tough because you've got this big fall and, and, again, you don't want to shower it with fitness-based stuff. So it's tough. And then, obviously, you can see, like, the algorithm in it and you can see, like, obviously, the, the way it kind of works in terms of your insights and you can see, like, big drop-offs and certain things you would post and things like that. And it was always tough. But sometimes I would do amazing content. I was like, oh, this, this is so good. This can help people. And I would post it on my, like, my story, like, repost and stuff like that. And it just goes over people's heads, you know what I mean? um yeah. but i guess that was a problem on my part maybe self-esteem a little bit and i was i was like oh i need people to know that i know what i'm talking about i maybe should have been a bit more because i know what i'm talking about so i don't need to to shower it you know what i mean on my personal um i was more position i just wanted to help more and more people and use my following properly oh, yeah but i think yeah exactly but i think sometimes you can go too far and it can like you're trying too hard you know what i mean to Mm-hmm. other than that personal page to push like oh I know what I'm talking about and it's almost like a fishing rod right you want you, you want people to tell you it's like oh tell me tell me I we will tell you I'm really good so I, I thought but I was like right I don't need that you know what I mean I've got my business page there let's just settle down and just live my longer life as such um because yeah. you don't want to blend into two and it just ends up a mess so I tried yeah. to keep my, my personal one pretty clean and just kind of do my own thing um but yes yeah, it's, it's a weird one how it can work transition you know um but it's nice now as well i must admit because before i was this was me i was just dynamo that was it i was a pt around my local area that was it whereas now i've got my, my own YouTube, um, youtube channel and stuff like that which is just totally transparent just just me going through my days uh, and obviously my personal page is just me being doing my own thing so uh, which is nice so then it's i've got my own identity back said because i think a lot of pts don't really go into that and Sometimes you can lose your identity, you know, all people only ever speak to you nights out about, oh yeah, I'm going to sign up for your coaching man, like you're in six yeah. shape or whatever, um, yeah. or like, oh, how many calories in this beer and shit like that, you know, so you lose that identity, you always known as that, and it's tough, it's like any kind of sportsman or anything like that, Yeah. people think this that this, that's all there is to you, um, and yeah, so I guess it's nice to get that back, um, and then that was just the way I kind of found how to do that, you know
0: yeah no like um i I definitely do think that the whole youtube side of things helps you do that you can you can because the people that watch that in particular like it's a lot harder to obviously grow on youtube than it is on anything else um but like the people that do follow you like i've been posting for for years now and i've got like 400 odd subscribers it's not a lot but like it build it builds up and the people that watch it consistently watch it and they watch it and they watch like 20 minutes and they're not just watching a 15 second story like they're more yeah. invested in you um so like that's kind of that's kind of what you want you want to have like uh, i would rather have like people that are invested in you as a person rather than thousands of people that aren't but the fact that you have that as a platform and you've also got your business you've got a bit of separation there because um i can only imagine like if there's something that something with your big page, like being given this big house, as you put in one another podcast, like with that, like it's quite difficult to then not like not put out stuff that's that's going to get more likes, even though you know it's not really doing anyone any favors. Like it's like what what is that actually going to do? But I think it's it's really hard to find that balance. But if we can go around in kind of circles with that, I do want to go back to your um your coaching. And there was kind of three words that kind of stood out for me that, that you constantly go on with a uh, dynamorph and it was look, move, and feel. And go into it, tell us and kind of go into a little bit about the the look part is obvious and move part is semi-obvious as well. Look, move, that's kind of what you expect from a from a transformation, from, from whatever people expect to use a PT. But the the thing that's commonly neglected and you don't see from a an eight-week transformation, fat loss or whatever uh, transformation you're going through, you don't always see the, the ins and outs of the way you feel. So, like, talk a bit about your background with, like, bodybuilding, physique shows, that sort of stuff, how that's made you feel, and potentially the detachment and now the attachment you've got to your clients and how you can kind of adapt that to your coaching.
1: Right, yeah. So, it's kind of like the three pillars, if you like, and I think they all have to be in place. The analogy I like to use is that you can have an amazing Ferrari. It looks unbelievable. It moves really well, but you can look inside it and the things, like, just there's litter everywhere or the the engine's absolutely fucked, you know. So this is the thing where it's really, really important. What is going on inside is is much more important in my eyes. Of course, you have to have the fundamentals in place because they all complement each other. If you don't look good, then again, it's going to impact your self-esteem. It's going to impact the way you maybe involve yourself in certain situations. Maybe if you go swimming or whatever, you maybe feel a bit self-conscious. And again, that's going to ultimately affect even if you do feel good in yourself it's going to affect how you feel if someone maybe says something. Um, then also as well, you can look amazing. Like I've done before in doing physique shows, but then I felt like shit and I couldn't really do much, to be honest. Like if I adjusted away from what was the protocols uh, in terms of obviously what was scheduled in terms of my cardio steps, all that kind of stuff. If I was to go and play a game of fives, I remember I was playing football before. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll play and I just literally couldn't run. You know, what I, mean? I was just so depleted of energy. It was like my legs were like lead and it's all very well having that amazing physique, but and you can't do anything with it. So yeah. I wanted to strip it all back, and I was like, I want to be in a position where i a good. I, I people can look at me like, right, he's not absolutely shredded, but then also as well, he's he's in a good spot. you know. Like you walk along the beach, and you're like, right, decent physique, and also with that, you're able to move your body pretty well because you've not got basically excess baggage, you know. So you hold not, you're not hold on to body fat that you don't necessarily need, you know. But then also as well, you're not too lean where you can't get to to position where you can perform your best, you know. And then some people might say then you're kind of just where you're spinning a lot of plates, which, of course, is true. But then, in a way, I kind of prefer that rather than maybe spinning one plate. And it's just I, it, I'm just stuck. You know what I mean? I love to be able to go into the gym. And, I, and that's what I love for clients and for them to know if they go on away on holiday they go to any gym or anyone asks the trainer if it's their friend or whatever. They can be like, right, I can kind of hold my own here because I've been training all the different kind of systems. I've been training to not only look a certain way or do kind of more bodybuilding-esque kind of training, but also train to be functional as well so I can push pull carry i I can hinge properly Uh, and any situation in life they're ready for yeah what it is, it could be something as simple as like doing the gardens but things they they know which way to move properly if they're going to carry something they're in a good strong position if it was like unilateral strength in terms of holding like obviously one object in the side rather than just doing conditions like obviously you can do unilateral work with bodybuilding stuff but i think then we get chucked into um just an everyday life environment where you've got to do something slightly different or a different moving pattern you're kind of stuck so i always want to be in a position where clients look the way they want to look but then also as well they can move in any direction they want to go in no matter what task it is and then also the most important one is that they feel good in themselves so this is so so important this is why you'll see me talk about a lot of lifestyle stuff that's why podcasts are so good Um, that's obviously why i like listening to yours and a few other ones i think that's one of the most important pieces of advice you can give to people and obviously you're saying that you don't get a lot out of it but then again as you said as well you can get so much out of it because this could be the difference in someone's day someone could be in a really bad environment in terms of maybe in the household it could be really negative energy but you could be the difference they could get up in the morning and and block out the noise by just chucking the headphones in and listening to what you have to say and then that could be their form of positivity so again trying to basically kind of manipulate people's lifestyle to make it better for them in the long run. And that's obviously what they associate themselves with, what they surround themselves with, what actually putting into their bodies, what kind of content they're taking on. And even like the certain lifestyle factors, like are they dependent on certain things? Like for example, maybe alcohol and a kind of like a a, a binging cycle of alcohol, stuff like that. So we're going to reduce it and just knowing the ins and outs and, and, understanding what your outlook in life should be. And that's why I absolutely love the podcast as well. obviously, podcast is a big accumulation of things. But with our one-to-one coaching, we usually take little pockets from that and make it bespoke to the person because everyone's different. No client's the same. Obviously, you can get clients who are similar, but no one's ever the same mentally. So um, it, it's quite an interest. And I, I love that aspect of, of just having those three pillars that we just get absolutely bang on and people seem to really resonate with that and we're getting good results with it.
0: Yeah, I think I think with, with that, like, see the the whole mental aspect of it. Is that if you can get those three things right, there's no way that you can feel good, move well, and um, and look good without being mentally clear and mentally strong. Yeah, you could probably um, look and move, and vice versa, you can you can feel and move, and then not look good. And but when you're not looking good, you're not mentally strong. But by having those things, yeah. and like there's there's so many aspects to it, and I think it's really difficult as a PT, especially as a young um, PT, what age are you again, Wallace? 24. 24, I feel old now, I'm nearly 27, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, I got ID'd I was pretty pleased with. <laughs> it, was only, it, was, it, was, it was actually only for Monster. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it's really difficult as a PT. You see when like, you get clients, a lot of my clients are a lot older than me, then they need to initially respect you first, whether they respect you for the results that you've done, the people that you've impacted. I always find if I don't have that initial respect from a client, I'm, I'm not a life coach, right? You're not a life coach. But see, because we have kind of not mastered these three pillars, but we are better than the vast majority of people with actually controlling these things, then we do have a voice when it comes to talking about, like, management of stress, management of your mind, and different bits and pieces, and we're constantly trying to develop it. Whereas it doesn't matter if you're... Forty or twenty-four, it's that's that is In essence, the, the, the old saying, just a number. But like, yep. it's how you have then, like, over the last four years, really kind of honed into the 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 mental aspect of it. The fact that you've like, I've had hundreds of clients over the last few years, and they've all had similar problems. So I've now found solution to those problems. I've found a way of contextualizing it, articulating it to, back to them, and going like, well what about this? And then then you just kind of make them think and then that's how you then get the ball rolling again and I think that's what um, a lot of people look at coaching or PT or whatever and they're like, oh, they're just giving a diet plan and I think they view you as being pretty dim and stupid but like it's, don't get me wrong, there is obviously some people that that, that maybe are a bit like that but uh, that's the the thing that, that really screws the whole industry up is the the fact that there is so many aspects of it, and the people that don't respect that are the ones that aren't going to get the result. Whereas when you when you have clients and they're asking questions and they're doing, like they're really involved in it, those are the ones that get the result. And it's no, um, it's no like, like I've fucking lost my train of thought now. But I done all right up until that, didn't I? But you get you get the script. Um, but yeah, so I, I had I kind of went off my own me rant there, so, didn't I? Um, so. That's but the next point I wanted to go on to was uh, the kind of se- sellout factor, obviously, um we'd kind of touched on it previously. like have you had a lot of like companies approach you with the whole like whether it's boom board or, or whatever it is, like these sorts of things that that are like can you can you promote this and um like why would you why would you go with a company and not with others?
1: Yeah, so I get approached quite a lot, to be fair, and it just shows you, like, the, how naive these people are, you know what I mean? Like, they just message me, and they don't even realise, like, my background, you know what I mean? Like, there was one other day about, like, the, the fat loss, like, stickers and stuff like that. I don't know if they're, like, heat patches or something. they basically just, like, a giant blast. and Like, we've looked at your Instagram, and you seem like you'd be perfect fit for us. And I just didn't bother replying. I obviously just put that story up and basically just take the piss out of it, which, again, in some ways, probably, I mean, I know some of the other Islanders and stuff, previous and obviously present, they obviously promote like the some stuff and it's like like and i was always a bit like oh, like I'm probably i'm gonna offend them here but then i kind of thought well it's a bit for me like they're obviously not worried about offending me by doing something like that's not their field of expertise that's not their job it's like me promoting something about like being a joiner or something like that and i've never done it in my life you know what i mean so it's not very fair and also as well it's a quick fix so i guess that was always a bit annoying. I always held back and held back, and then that other day I just kind of lost the head with it, and I was like, right, I'm just going to call this out. But yeah, I get approached quite a lot to be fair. Um, all different kind of stuff. The the classic one is like the secret fitness like ab trainer thing, and then like booties. Um, and yeah. even like clothing to a certain degree, man. Like I, I would never promote something I wouldn't wear myself, so because I think like I just wouldn't be comfortable like promoting something like that, saying all this like sick new jeans, and it's like, well, I don't actually like them, so I can't really say they're they sick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm and it, the thing I'm it obviously, buy like, one set of jeans yeah legend london maybe yeah yeah, like it's them, all the like, ones of, yeah so like, they they approached me and stuff and like i did all their like stuff but um so a company like that and then tca who i've got just now that that's not a like them, but um because i didn't actually get paid for them i just i just kind of posted about them because i was like well i posted before about them so it's no different um, and yeah, i was yeah. a bit naive with paid posts anyway but that was just a mistake <laughs> on my part and maybe doing, being too nice but um yeah, so I do approach a lot, but as I say, I will only ever promote something I would wear or something I maybe have not seen before and I like, no, I actually believe in that. Um, So I got like giving vegan stuff the other day and it wasn't like a paid post, but they sent me, I was like, I'll try it. And if I think it's decent, then I'll put it on my story for you, you know, because I do appreciate that people are trying to start a business and it can make a little bit of impact. I was like, I'm not vegan, but... They're good, there they weren't much difference in terms of calories compared to other things, but no harm in promoting something like that because it wasn't given any kind of miracles. It was just, and what I thought was some of my clients might be vegan, so they maybe don't yeah. know about that. Vegan chocolate, so I was like, that's quite valuable. Um, But yeah, you get, you get tempted, you know, like I was never tempted, but you almost get into, you know, should, I, should I just sell out and just make fucking loads of money and then <laughs> be able to buy my own gym and shit like that. But then it's like, yeah. then you, get, you might have this gym, but then people go, oh, you're the guy who fucking sold them that booty when you're like oh shit you know what I mean whereas it's always better when you, you work your way up and this is I know obviously you, you referenced what I've seen in other podcasts in the sense of like just being given this and I'll use a different analogy this time but it's like being given this amazing new car you know like everyone's like fucking hell that's, that's an unreal car when do you get that everyone wants to ride in it and then mm. after a while there's like oh yeah that's She has that car Whereas if you build up and you take this car from scratch, for example, your business and build up build up, if people are going to invest in the journey. That's why like YouTubes and, and podcasts are really good. People are investing and like, I remember when you bought that car, that was a piece of shit. And then now look at it and they invest it and they almost stick with it because they've been part of that journey. They probably grew with it as well. Um, yeah. And you've seen the highs and lows, you know, so that's where it's different. Um, and I think when you kind of go into that kind of, I don't like the term seller, but when you, you go for those kind of paid posts through route, um, I just don't think it, it just doesn't stick. I mean, you could use that money wisely, invest in something, but then again, it's like, if you invest in something and then bring something out, um, then how much people are gonna believe in that? It's it's a really tough one. And then sometimes I'll see people much bigger following me, get really good engagement. I'm like, they're selling dopes, but it just goes over the heads. Almost, this sounds crazy, right? But I always feel like people are more likely to unfollow me when I post stuff like going in the sea or going for a run, something like that, because it makes them feel bad about themselves. Like, mm. us, like you know what I mean? Because, yeah. It's, it's almost like oh, I don't want to see that because maybe I've had a bit of a rough day and that just makes me feel worse whereas if it's something like an ad that just goes over the head you know I mean I even feel myself doing it sometimes it's just the, the way it kind of goes it's the nature of it um, yeah. but then I guess for to, to be fair to them because I always try and get out a credit a lot of these people have especially now have given up their jobs you know um, and this is like the way out and they, mm. they're probably not making any money you know what I mean apart from like the pay posts and stuff so you can understand where they're coming from but I think you've just got to be sure that you you gotta think long term. I always say to myself, what would my future self say to me? Like, would I be proud of what i am doing? You know what I mean? When I have kids and stuff like that, would I be proud of how I've made the money I've made or whatever? So that's just something but that...
0: Yeah, no, that was a that was a good answer to that one. Um I just I think I think with that sort of stuff, it's uh it's it's very easy to like um th- think it think a certain way about it and um completely as we kind of touched on at the very, very start, it's just kind of label you with that. But that's one thing I did notice. I didn't really see much in the way of that and even recently like i've been approached by a, like a, a few different kind of bits and pieces and he was even a guy and he's probably going to listen to this podcast i think he follows me quite kind of consistently um and he tried to get me to basically promote his stuff and i was like that's cool send me it over like um, it's dairy free i don't react that great to dairy so i was like send it over and then he was like "Right, okay i'll just pay it on my card and then you can transfer me over i was like no like what you think i'm going to promote your stuff and then I have to pay you. I was like, that's not the way it works. Like, <laughs> I will happily do it. I'll happily do it for free. Um if I if I enjoy the product, I'll 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 post about it. But I think these are the things like constantly see when you when you start to build any sort of phone, obviously mine is nowhere near what yours is at, but like when you build anything, then people you automatically become a target, whether it's positive or negative, and people don't really care who they have to step on or if they have to step on you in order to get to a certain place. And I think that's just as long as you know that then it's a it's a wee bit easier to stay a wee bit clearer with it um so how long have we been going on for now i'm not sure but um no, i probably. had a i put up a, a a post on uh instagram stories and got people to ask questions and as you can imagine the vast majority of them were about uh love island and things some of them are good questions about love island um and sure. some of them were pretty shit and so I've I've selected a few of them and a few of them are kind of physique based and stuff. So, yeah. Um, just a kind of quick fire. and actually I've never done this before. I, I done it in Dylan's podcast. I thought it was quite good, so I stole off him. So thanks, Dylan, for the for the inspiration. Right. So what did you eat before going on Love Island? Food. Uh, no, no, no.
1: Um, Yeah. So what I ate before Love Island. Um, I mean, I I've gone to tell a bit of story. Um, I guess we're, we're not too limited in time, but. So I didn't know until obviously the show started like J- January time. So I got told, I think it was like the very end of November. So, and obviously I didn't know at this point. That was just when I got told about like the 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 process of going like for interviews and stuff like that. So I still got all the process. I know actually I actually have found out on the 20th of December. So it was like the last Friday before Christmas. So that's when I actually found out, right, you're doing it. And I was always kind of having a honest heart, right? So I didn't just get lean for the sake of it, um, just in case I go on. And I was just like, nah, I'll, I'll just see how it goes. I, I always thought, like, I've I probably got a good chance here. um, But, yeah, I didn't really bother, like, trying to push for getting lean. And it got to, like, Christmas time. and Obviously, during Christmas, you know, it's like – Mm-hmm. Started so to eat more and more, you're drinking a little bit, and I was like, Right, I'm gonna probably have to ramp up a little bit here. And they were going to go back and forth with for me, like, you get, uh, obviously, people helping you throughout the obviously checking all your Instagram, and make sure everything's okay. And um, they were kind of going back and forth with for me, and I was like, Right, the talk to you a little bit more, I better ramp it up. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a big like, believer that you shouldn't restrict anything in your diet, but obviously, some stuff's more beneficial in terms of if you're in a calorie deficit. So, obviously, higher volume, lower calorie foods, more satiating foods are, are much more beneficial. Um, but yeah, I was pretty. The only thing I would say is I major reduced alcohol intake, so I literally didn't drink from the year. that was it. Um obviously I was getting invited to things and people were like, oh, how come you're not like being your user self and like buzzing about it and stuff? I was like, Well, A, I can't really not that I'd get in trouble anyway, but you just never knowing a night out. Um and I just want to be in a position where you you know it's like when you get a bit drunk, you don't know what you're up to. So I was like, no, nah, I can't yeah. have anything like that because you don't want that just before. Um and also as well, just because you know it's like the day after you can plan ahead, but it's really tough to try and stay on track. I mean that's I think people aren't honest about that um so I just thought like, well it's just easier for me if I just remove it it's only like a, a bit and I'm sure after all this um I'll be having a little more alcohol so yeah just restricted alcohol intake not saying that's what you need to do and um, that was situation that's totally different I wouldn't usually recommend that just because obviously that situation um but yeah it's more the sense of I wanted to stay on track because I had a short period of time the short period of time the more precise you have to be so yeah I never really restricted any foods as such I, I made sure that I I usually say at 80 20 percent is, is where I like to go so eight percent it's like foods you can either hunt or pick or basically whole foods. Um, and then 20% is kind of like more processed foods if you like. So, again, you can have a little bit more versatility, if you like, was the kind of way the way I went. But the main thing is I was in the calorie deficit the whole time. Obviously, I was just trying to train with, with progression in mind. So, I was always trying to improve my lifts. And then, in terms of cardio, I kept it, I mean, I was trying to retain as much muscle mass as I could. So, usually I do a little bit more kind of functional cardio, but I knew that wasn't the most beneficial in terms of retaining muscle mass. So, I just basically stuck with um, just doing my steps yes. and then also just doing a little bit of cardio. Yeah, just yeah. steps and then just cardio in the means of obviously the stair climber or any CV piece of kit, really. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty regimented. So, that's kind of what I was eating at like, a little bit
0: more in depth there. All right, that was good. Um, Next one is, well, I think the next two are pretty good, to be honest. Um, sure. The next one was Love Island, Worth It?
1: Okay, cool. Nice question. Uh,
0: I've never been asked this before. <laughs> Exclusive.
1: <laughs> yeah, mate. I always like, and the thing is when I go on podcasts, right, and I'm sure you're the same, you never want to make it the same because I hate giving the same answers all the time. But yeah, no one's ever asked me if it was worth it before, which is, it's quite interesting, you know, when someone kind of make, makes you think a little bit. Um, and you have been an ask me this, and I kind of thought, oh, that'll be easy to answer, but then i will think about it now. I guess it, it was worth it in a way, you know what I mean? So it is good, but nothing's like made just come out of it. That's the one thing I would say. So that's yeah. where you can see it was like, was it really worth it? But then, nothing bad came out of it so I guess it was worth it because I got the experience I can say I've been on like TV and stuff like that and obviously when I have kids and stuff they'll be able to watch it and be like oh there's, there's dad on the TV or whatever yeah. um, so I guess that was quite cool you know what I mean so again creating that kind of legacy and things like that Um and as I said it, it didn't affect my business at all Um even some clients who it kind of like they they were in a position where they thought I wouldn't be able to give as good a service and things like that they were just like right I think I'm just going to step back because at first I couldn't give the same service so I'm not going to lie because I could only work a few days a week um and I kind of said to them I was like well I'll tell you what like if you don't want to work with me that's fine because obviously I'm I'm a busy guy at the moment I can try and set you up with who I think would be best in like the local area or whatever which i done with a few clients so um yeah there's nothing bad that came out of it um as such so I guess it was worth it you know me because I, mean? I would have major regretted it and you never know what would have happened if um, yeah, like could happen differently, You know, I mean, if you do it again, sort of thing. So yeah, I would definitely say it was worth it. Um, but obviously my experience went pretty well. I, I'm I'm not like hard any hate comments. the Only yeah. hate comments I got for being like a Rangers fan. That was pretty much it. <laughs> but of all the Celtic fans, but um, that was the only like oh, yeah, I hate it really. Got mental health was fine. Um, I guess I got a little bit of like you get this big rush because you get this big following and everyone knows you, and obviously that's that drops off. So that was hard. But then I just got back to basically I got back to I kind of thought well my life was good before so I just go back to doing that and then I was I was pretty good after that
0: so yeah, yeah. I would say it was worth it yeah yeah I guess I guess it's probably more worth it for for you than potentially others who's come back off the bat back, back back of it which kind of leads on to my next question but um because in Love Island you were like like nothing went really wrong for you and everything like you didn't come across like bad or there was there was nothing that that you had to then deal with a, a bunch of shit when you came out of it. So I think yeah. that's probably a, a, a benefit there. So what's that um, What's that saying? It's uh, people regret the things that they, um, they do didn't this. do, not, not the things that they did. Um, so it definitely applies here. So next one was what is the aftercare like? I'm assuming that means Love Island. So.
1: Yeah, so the, the after was pretty good at first. I mean, basically what happens is, because I know people kind of like behind the scenes stuff, literally got off the plane and then you you have to be very like, because the show was like a day behind, so you have to have like caps on that. So people, because obviously then people could take pictures and be like, oh, that's you got quoted off or whatever. Um, So yeah, you have to kind of keep your head down and um, you can really talk about it and stuff like that. And then basically you get off the plane and then for us, after someone's on straight after, um, literally the moment we got off the plane, it was that night. So hardly get any sleep and stuff. But the first thing they want us to do, as soon as we got to the hotel, was go straight to um, the psychiatrist and basically went through stuff, about how you're feeling and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then they set up us with counselling. So we have like 12 weeks, um, 10 weeks counselling set up um, just to try and make sure we're in a good headspace because obviously you can be fine for a week, but then as I say you could get a big drop off so they set us up with that so again it was just like weekly meetings and things that I always check in and actually sometimes they're almost a bit annoying um, and yeah. they're always like trying to call me always trying to watch something else like, I'm fine mate I'm just going to my business and that but to be fair to so they're always checking up like, oh how you doing like all right I know I'm annoying but I want to just catch up on how you feeling and stuff like that um especially now with like coronavirus and stuff so they, they were really good um a lot of people I think are quite to be like oh you're the shit and that it's like well I don't really know how true that is. I think people just expect a lot more. Someone can only help you so much. You also have to look at what you're doing with your lifestyle. So you have to look at who you're surrounding yourself with, what you're actually putting in your body. And I guess I knew that from obviously the background I was in. And as we both kind of rightly said, it's how you feel is massively important. But yeah, it was good. Um, but as I was kind of alluding to there in terms of the after sun, so before we went on the show, they went through like Instagram, how to deal with trolls, all that kind of stuff. And um, obviously what to associate yourself with and what obviously to look out for all this kind of stuff so they did give us a bit of a warning and um, the only thing that i didn't get much of a warning was is how to set up like or what to look out for in terms of like paid posts and stuff like that they weren't the best in that regards because i guess yeah. with some stuff like and i wanted to promote um i was very naive to say and i like yeah thanks for giving me free stuff I didn't even think about it so um yeah. but the aftercare was pretty good you know the only thing i would maybe say about it is it could give you a bit of a warning what it was actually going to be like the way it, the show was like but then again, I guess you can't do that because a lot of people say no, I'm not doing it. Um, I'm sure if you listen to other podcasts I've be on things like that, it was a little bit different than you see on the show. So I guess that was a bit for me. I was—I remember the moment I get in there, tried to go in a bit of tangents, but the moment I'd get in there, I was like, I'm gonna have to go to the producers and be like, I can't really do this. Man. Like this is not for me. Like just because it was a way—it was very yeah. stop start. Um, yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's hard. It's hard to say stage, but it was very like stop start, you know. Um, and a bit, a bit forced like for example we're having this conversation now maybe they just didn't get what they wanted out of it so they'd be like well that was grout." you obviously want to have that conversation with Sylvester but we want you to go a little bit more depth this time Maybe a bit more angry about it
0: yeah a so, little bit yeah. like that
1: you know you know yeah. and then you're in your head you're like fuck it is someone gonna think I'm an angry guy and I'm not like, actually like that because of this and then remember those one time sorry I'm going mental here but it's good it's good to, it's good to figure it out right um so Rebecca came out one day and she was like fully really, and uh, like gym gear. And then she obviously had been told, like it was quite obvious she'd been told that ask Wallace to train you. And I was like, right, sir. But for me, I was like, fuck, if she does stuff wrong, I'm supposed to be the SPT who's teaching people. So she was like massive, like there's so much flex in her spine, like doing her deadlift and that. I was like, fuck me. So I had, to, like, I had to go into like pure coaching mode and make sure everything was on point. Which again, okay, it's probably me being a little bit over, yeah. over overthinking it, but I was kind of thinking, well, I'm just I, all in my head. I was like, if I'd seen a PT doing that, I would be slating them. Well, not slating them, but I I could see yeah, yeah. people. I, you know what I mean? You know, it's like that means everyone just slates everyone just to try and get their phone up and stuff like that. Um, so I thought if I'm doing this wrong, it's just gonna look terrible and just I'm just gonna be a line of fire. So it was a hard situation, but obviously I was supposed to like the flutter and stuff like that. But then in the back of my head, I was like. People gonna kind of think that's an FPD. People, my head just went. You know what I mean? So little things like that, and just weird situations they would put you in. Um, yeah. And I just wasn't too happy about that. So yeah, that's me in a bit of tangent there. But
0: yeah, that. I think I think it's like. um Do you find that this isn't one of the questions? but Do you find it as if like there a lot of the stuff wasn't shown, even though they they filmed it? Because what I noticed was. Oh it, yeah. Like, uh, do you know how, like Rob Lips it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like Rob. So he I love was. Rob he was like his like his following's big now and it was big probably when he went in but um I, he's quite a like, like he's quite loud and he's like quite happy or whatever so I was expecting him to potentially when he went in to be one of the kind of main characters if you get if you guess but like the he's also quite um potentially like yourself where he he's calculated with the stuff he doesn't go in and do it just because someone said or whatever and he's he's not like a sheep with that respect so he was going over and he was just like chat. he's not really that into drama so like yeah exactly he came out and said basically that the, the whole drama aspect of it probably why he was only aired for like fucking 30 seconds or something was because he was having conversations with people but they weren't um angry enough or they weren't like do you know what i mean so i think that's yeah. uh, something people need to uh, kind of realize interesting
1: you see that because like, Joe Delaney was the same. He went an X in the beach. If you know, like Joe Delaney's called like Shred Bundy on Instagram. He yeah, was the yeah. same. He was like, yeah. he tried to calm or like basically try and get situations to calm down and fizzle them out by basically just coming in with like basically facts on the table. Like if me and you are arguing, you come in and be like, right, the reason why you're arguing is because to be fair, you've been this or that. But obviously they want you to explode. But to be fair, I think also as well, I think I can even say this about, I mean, I wasn't there was never opportunity to me to be quite like loud and stuff like that. Anyway, I was like like you see me playing like football tennis and that and I'm like buzzing about and stuff like that and doing little bits, but there was never any opportunities for me to go mad because there was never any situations like that. And also I think like it's almost a lot of a, a curse like being in the content limelight as well. Well obviously with our business and stuff, because you come into this. You almost act too formal, and I think maybe that's the problem they maybe had, and they weren't really honest about it. But when the cameras on them, they maybe be a certain way. and um, I was definitely like that. So you'd go into obviously the the beach hut, and it was very much like the videos I would do at home because you'd just be there with a the camera, and I was almost like, as soon as the cameras on me, I always used to think right content, and I used to go kind of formal. Yeah, of course, you yeah. had that humour. So I guess that maybe would have been the issues there. Um, but if you don't if you don't like someone in there, it's tough, man, because it's like well what else are you supposed to do? And they're not going to show you like having a good time with the lads. They like, very rarely they'll show that. Um, it was all in the unseen bits and stuff like that they put it in. And mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you're, you're, you're so funny then. I was like, why did they not show that? And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not in control of it, you know? Yeah. That's a strange one.
0: No, definitely. Um, did I? Oh, yeah, I did ask you that one. The aftercare one. The, the last yeah. one about, well, that kind of last one about Love Island was, well, it's not actually about Love Island. It's, someone asked if you were going to Dundee Freshers' Week. Um yeah, depends. <laughs> um must must be some sort of leak leak out there for for them. They're they're obviously thinking that you're going something's been said. Um do, do you compare yourself to other contestants slash um like kind of people in the line celebrities, whatever? Um do you compare yourself to what they're doing, what their following's at, like or like, do you just kind of stick to your own stuff? Like, do you ever find your mind kind of going, oh, why have they got that? Or, mm, Yeah, I think at first I did. And then
1: I kind of thought, well, why am I doing that? You know, like, I think it, the old saying is comparison is the people of joy, which is so true. Cause as soon as you start comparing yourself to people's highlight reel, um, you can start to feel bad about yourself. So I think, like, what I've done was I, I just pulled back the layers and I was like, right. To be honest, like what's the point of me comparing myself to maybe other people on the show because they've been in longer than me, you know what I mean? Um, or people get maybe different opportunities. And you don't know. I remember I was seeing um, other people get loads of opportunities to do like PAs and stuff like that. I was like, Am I just not approachable for doing like PAs or something like that? And then I actually spoke to them, and it turned out they were just basically emailing all these clubs to get PAs. So it wasn't like a case of mm. they were emailing them because I thought, yeah, I'm getting no opportunities here, and I spoke to um, management as well, and they were kind of like saying, Literally, mate, there's no PAs kicking about stuff like that. So, I guess there was a little bit of comparison with that before knowing the facts, it was more emotional, like "Oh, people uh, like maybe think I was boring or just not, I'm not the right fit and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but maybe opportunities and stuff like that. So, it was a little bit of comparison. Um, and I guess like I always wanted to get like 200k like followers, and I was like, Right, what difference is that going to make to my life having 200k followers? It's going to look a bit nicer, you know what I mean? And then also, maybe if I was. Like people seen that, they'd be like, oh, that's cool, you've got 200,000 200, followers. But then it's just a number at the end of the day. Like, And mm-hmm. when I got back to do my business content, which I didn't do for a while, because I was just doing one to one and doing all my coaching, but then didn't do actually any content, I realized oh, that's more valuable. You know, when people message you off a podcast and stuff, like that means so much more um, than just a, a few more likes and stuff. And obviously, that demographic of likes is it's a bit meaningless as well. Like people aren't investing in you for, who you are they're just investing in you because of the way you look or um, just because you've been on a TV show because you've got to remember that like what the analogy I like to use is like when the World Cup's on everyone loves football everyone thinks this player's hot when they're like they're yeah. on Twitter and stuff like that and then as soon as it ends they forget about it so I guess you've always got to be stay true to that Um, but yeah it was a little bit of comparison I guess man like um, I was wondering why people were getting more likes and I remember I started doing like really good content my personal like with like drone footage and that but then I was like you know what like people don't want to see that, like, people want to see Love Island shit, you know what I mean, so, yeah, and they're always like, they all put you in a box, right, so they actually, it's like, nah, you're not allowed to come out of there, you do Love Island stuff, you can't be doing, like, doing stuff outdoors, and and enjoying yourself, and and giving people, like, talks on, on your story, about how to improve the mental health, or whatever, you're not supposed to do that, you're supposed to be, full of drama, and just, Neck, like be trying to crack on with birds and stuff so I guess yeah I figured that out you know and sometimes I used to do posts about how is this not bad how people get more likes than me how people doing ads get more like than me that when I've made this amazing little video and stuff like that, it's, yeah
0: don't, they, they don't they don't they don't they come too far they don't realize either I think they see something like that and like I, I put out loads of stuff like my my video content takes me hours to do whether it's the <laughs> drones or a gopro and a drone and a dslr and all this sort of stuff with different angles and things but the thing is like this is where i only come to recently is that i do that for myself i like i can look back in that me and kirsten can look back at our holidays and things that we've done over the last few years see the development on youtube and all the stuff that we're doing and i don't necessarily do it for the although the validation is nice when people like enjoy it or whatever then i'll post a picture that's that doesn't mean anything doesn't bring anyone any value or entertainment or anything but it'll go a lot bigger than than that but yeah. this is where it needs to come back to i guess where you're doing it for yourself you're not doing it necessarily for to please other people And if you were then you would just post the stuff that was relevant um, this is it this is it
1: i know because sometimes i was kind of like
0: i was kind of like, right, why?
1: if I wasn't to post this, would I still do all this? And I was like, well, I would. And it's the same with your videos and stuff. Like, you don't need to post the videos because the whole point is so you can look back on or your kids can eventually look back on, stuff like that. They'd be like, yeah. oh, that was when you were on holiday. That's when you're your prime time, you know? Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I got the mindset of. I was like, right, why am I trying to post this so much? You know what I mean? If this actually means this much to me, I wouldn't even think about post. Obviously, it's great to post because you want people to feel the same way. And I'm sure, like, you post videos because you want people to... Maybe experience the same stuff that you felt, or whatever it might be, um, mm-hmm. and it's just good to control so creation. Um, it's the same with like fat loss that I say to people, and just to kind of bring it back. I always say to people, "It's like if the world was blind, would you still want to achieve your goals of removing all this body fat? And if you, if you're not, then you, you're too bothered about whatever people think, and it's not for yourself. Then if you get that mindset of like, no, I would still do it because I want to feel better myself. I don't care if no one sees my transformation; it's about me. Yeah. And I think like quite as you quite rightly said, that was what I kind of thought about. It was like at the end of the day, like. I want to be able to look back in these videos. I remember I had a conversation with my dad about it, and I was kind of like, I just don't really know what's going on, and I, I don't know how I feel about all this kind of stuff because you always got people in your corner, and that's why coaches are good as well. Um, but I remember speaking to him, he's like, But then you can look back in a couple of years' time and remember, obviously, coronavirus and the pandemic, and be like, That was during that time, and you know, and you, you remember that. So I think for me, it's always good to look back, and, and for one or two people, that might really hit home um, rather than a, a topless picture. It's just like, right, like 16, 17 year old girls love it, but. Yeah, you're only gonna get older, you know, and they're gonna get older as well and grow out of that. Yeah, yeah. you know, on TikTok yet, mate? <laughs> uh, I
0: yeah.
1: thought about it. But I don't know. I just don't know don't if know. It's my kind of scene. I don't. know I, I much prefer like kind of YouTube and and as you say, like the is genuine because people are actually sticking to a video for a long period of time.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know about TikTok, man. I, like, I guess oh, you see could do I, it, everyone but... doing the fucking dances, man. It does my it does my nothing, but I'm constantly on it and just flicking through because it's addictive and it's like nah,
1: it's uh, a highlight
0: reel isn't it it's like a slow machine man yeah it's so funny but uh, but yeah that, that's actually how I make my my food videos it's so so much easier which is so why something I, like that
1: is sick that's, like, bloody that's so, a bloody good idea that's a bloody good idea I think
0: I think it's I guess it's a wee bit like that um, Joe Whipsy obviously made made, mm-hmm. made them really quick and easy like that and people like easiness so yeah. last one we're finishing a f- physique one um and it's a very kind of open-ended question and I did try and go on this guy's um I did try and go on this guy's Instagram. So if you're listening, I did try, but um his Instagram was private so I couldn't see. Um but he said should he bulk or cut? Not that I want to make any <laughs> preconceived judgments like definitely cut, mate. That's you're uh, you're your cutting physique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, uh that's probably not the right thing to say, right? But should I bulk or cut first? Just I guess just generalise it rather than particularity. Particularly to him like what would your advice be for someone who
1: yeah it's so hard man because there's no context because you would literally like brand new to lifting and the last thing you want to do is to go straight into a deficit the only thing good thing is if you obviously have got a little bit higher body fat you maybe want to see if you've got some like imbalances and things like that or where it's really well developed because you might just store fat in a certain area and you're like oh, i've got a huge chest and that but you just store a lot of body fat in your chest and you actually get lean and you're like oh well, no i actually don't hold yeah, that much yeah. body fat and you see a lot of girls as well like they maybe have big glutes and they, they actually don't have big glutes and they're like oh my where's my bum going i must not be training hard and i was like no just you're holding a lot of body fat in the bum i'm afraid yeah. um that's just the kind of way it goes so it's a tough one i think there's always a bit of value um but then again in a way with gaining i think you get a better relationship with food in some ways because you yeah. learn that um foods uh, yes. is in abundance you know what i mean it's always there um yeah. but when your nephews, you're nervous you're this mind frame of, this is never ending um and I guess when you're new to it, it's, it's quite tough. So it's really, it's really hard because there's no context to it. So I guess there's no right answer here, whether to the bulk or cut first. Um, yeah. But then again, if you've got, I guess there is a right answer because you've said bulk or cut, so the intention is obviously to get bigger or else you wouldn't even mention the word bulk. So I would probably say you, you might as well just, the goal is obviously during that time when you first start lifting, you're in a position where you just react so, so well to training. So yeah. idea, an idea just to push it you know what i mean just take your time with it you can just like run maintenance for a bit um and see how your body responds
0: yeah so yeah it's de- definitely think there's no one size fits all with it i would say with regards to like guys li- uh, listening like i think whenever you i don't know what's was your is your kind of common um clientele mine is anyway but i know whenever i get uh guys on the phone or for a consultation my, my common thing is females and kind of breaking down the barriers a wee bit but for for males, they straight away, I need to get them to drop their ego because, like, guys that yeah. come in and like, I've, I've been there, I've trained seven days a week, I bulked all the way up. I'm maybe a bit different to you, boss, where I've not always been lean. I went and bulked up to, like 16-odd stone when I was at uni and domino, no. dominoes and all that. <laughs> what stuff. height are you? 5'11. Uh, that's it so, but like <laughs> you see fit- pictures of me you don't even think it's me um but the, the the whole the whole the whole idea of this is that guys actually did have a decent amount of muscle mass to the point that I've been training for years, and I think a lot of guys are actually like this, like although there might be a chest day, an arm day, and a back day, it's still enough to have grown a decent amount of of mass to that if they did the best way to to look as if you gained ten pounds of muscle was lose ten pounds of fat and to be honest it'll probably be a lot more than 10 pounds of fat but like these things when you do do it when you do get into the net gritty cutting and you do that eventually when you're lean you actually look far bigger feel far better then from there you know what you're dealing with so if you have been training a long time I would probably say to cut down to where you're comfortable taking your t-shirt off then from there start bulking up because you're always going to chase if you do naturally just want to be leaner as well you're always going to chase the fact that uh, I'm just bulking right now. I'll I'll cut later on, and I think that's excuse kind of, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So um I think I, I, obviously the person that's asked the question is like I have no fucking idea what to do, <laughs> but yeah. but but you can you need to kind of make your own decision with that, I guess. So uh, yeah. that was that was really all had planned, but um, mm. was there anything else you wanted to finish on? Um, I don't really know. I
1: love getting on podcasts, you know, because it's so nice to get different different conversations in the go I just enjoy them you know and I just know the impact that it makes So I know for myself like if a new podcast comes out like you released one um, with Matt and I was just straight on that it's the first thing I did when I woke up in the morning it's just nice to, to yeah. get up early it? and that just create yeah. the cool opportunity I guess um, but yeah it's yeah, just, think, just think, nice to be on mate
0: I think the, the funny thing is with podcasts is that it, you need to I feel as if you need to listen to a few, a few because I went through a stage um, and I know I don't know if it was in your Instagram story or just because I would listened to your podcast recently, you'd mentioned Gary Vee, and I think yeah. I I do follow him, but I make sure that I don't follow him like super, super strict. Like I used to, because yes. I found as if like, I was like going to bed, like fair enough. You should be buzzing to get up. but I was like getting up like at like five in the morning, be like fucking grind. Let's go. Let's do this. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like almost like uh brainwashed because I, but I'd get up, and I'd get up, like, super early for the class, be there super early, and listen on the way, it's pitch black, had to thing uh de-ice my car, and then I put the Gary Vee podcast in, like, he obviously has the daily podcast, and I just felt as if I was, like, a brainwashed version of him, and even the stuff that I was saying, and I was, like, um articulating exactly what he was saying, and I was, like, right, this needs to stop, like, I, I need to stop, like, being so like him I'm, I'm not him so I think it is good to try and kind of I guess have your fingers in a few pies and take bits and pieces what you want from different podcasts I guess
1: 100% 100% because I think like it's the power of six is what I always say like if you hang about with five people you'll be the sixth and you'll be accumulation of that so if you're always listening to the same content all the time you naturally will use the same vocabulary so if I hang about with a certain mate i'll kind of start using the same vocabulary as them um so yeah i think people can get attached and i was a bit like that man i think he just has that effect um i think because he, he tells you a lot of harsh truths a lot of times so you almost become attached um but a lot of stuff like some of his stuff sticks and some of the stuff you grow out of and you're kind of like mm, i'm not too sure about that um yeah obviously it's just like content 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 and it's like most important things content and you see like um, like G alderton's stuff is obviously it's shit hot like all these content creation and stuff but if you don't have if you don't have the skills you know to speak to someone it's all very well having amazing content but then you're gonna get people in the door and you're just like just stuck you know because I mean? you don't have the conversational skills you don't have to teach properly you might be great over like um on a video or you might make amazing content but that's not it's like a brand for example like for example you want to go and sign up for a new bank. They can have amazing content. They they could be really eye catching on the camera. And then you get and you like you just have a clue about me as an individual and what my what I want to see for want to do with this and that. and um, that's just kinda of an analogy off the cuff. But just something like that, you know, you your advertising to be amazing. I think that's where Gary needs to be too pushing like content content. And yeah. obviously he goes on about like being transparency, but yeah, I love that he brought that up because he's quite a I want he does something by, by impacting people, and people just burn out. And obviously, what he's doing now, he's going back on himself, and which is fine. Everyone does it. Like everyone's like to change their opinion But he's like, I, I don't want people perceive me the wrong wrong way. Not everyone has to work the same hours as me and do this much. And he's like, even kind of says like, I could have done a lot more. I could have done. I think he's on a different different wavelength, man. He's like a, I, he's I, a I get it. Level, yeah.
0: He wants to buy yeah. the jets. That's his whole thing. Yeah, I think as
1: well. You need to remember hindsight as well. You need to think like. When I look back, am I gonna be happy, you know what I mean? Um, but some of his stuff's like so good, like in terms of regret and stuff. But um, yeah. obviously he's speaking to he's speaking from a position where he's not fully really like I guess matured yet as well. So he's not a position where he can look back in his life, you know. What I mean he like gets like eighty on like, you know what, I was wrong. So yeah. it's but you've got to be very careful how much you invest in people like that. I always look to almost talk to people who are even older than that, you know, um
0: who know you a little bit better as well, um, and kind of see what you're doing. This is yeah. important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just lastly, and this is just a question for me: How long have you had your YouTube channel? For, uh, just I've not had it long at all. To uh, so the
1: business one, I've had, I mean, I've always had that because that's why I do like my um, video recordings for clients and stuff like that, for, like screencast, For like vlogs actually, stuff. yeah, yeah, for a vlog ones. Uh, only just started that when I came out of so I only just started that then. So
0: uh, it's just uh, I always find that like I've I've been doing it for like four years now or something. And I just find it. I just find with it if I at all if it comes up and I look back at them I'm like, oh my god, like what was that what was I saying? I was still saying stuff that was was all right, but like it's 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 super hard. It's funny as well to look back on, but I was just curious to if you've if you've got anything like that or Love Island made you delete them. No, no,
1: I had to delete everything, right? I actually love around like all the podcasts and stuff and um,
0: loads of like posts.
1: So I, I look back and like post, but yeah, YouTube, I didn't really start. But yeah, same as you, mate. I look back and post, I'm like, I never thought that was amazing at the time. I thought that's just like the best video on Instagram. It's unbelievable. I look back then, and just like, like, nah. Um, and you, as well, you, you learn how you speak and learn how you articulate and things like that. And, and like, you, you, you see like the filler words you use, all this kind of stuff. And I look back and like, I've said the same word about five times in that sentence, you know, just because it's filling yeah. in the gap. So yeah. yeah, I look back, but then again, it's a process, you know, I and mean, it's nice to be able to see that. So, um, and you're absolutely, you're really grateful that people invest in you. Because back then, you didn't realize that maybe what you're offering wasn't as good as it is now. So,
0: but yeah. that's a, the whole part of it, isn't it? The whole part of the game. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot for coming on mate. Um, uh th- you really enjoyed this podcast. I really should always say at the start, please be sure to uh, tag us on Instagram. Let me know what you think. I uh, always love to see people sharing it. Um, obviously, one, it helps the podcast grow, but two, also helps us kind of realize that we're actually making an impact and the people that we see that are listening to it or whatever that, that they are actually taking some value away from it and it's not just a case of they're nosy. So, um, so thanks a lot for listening, guys, and thanks a lot for coming on, Loss. No worries, Tommy. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Oh. bye. Savesta! cum mala la, cum mala la, cum mala savesta, cum mala la, cum mala la, cum savesta. Oh no 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 savesta. Oh no 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 savesta.